You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the king of all kings podcast. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Hey, man. Look, man. I'm tell you right now. I'm... I'm Thawing out right now. Thawing out. I was freezing. I was on the East Coast, Jason. It was cold, man. It's cold out here, too. It was like 60. I know. I know. That's cold. I'm not here to sneeze on that. Because some people will be like, ah, oh, that ain't really cold. Look, it's cold. I take my son to school in the morning. It's like 37. That's cold, right? Don't yeah. get it twisted. Man, I went out there. I was the coldest I've ever been in my life. Man. Coldest I've ever been in my life. It was 19... The the iPhone app said it was 19 degrees, and because of the wind and everything, it felt like four. I've been there. I've been to Green Bay in December, so I. Oh, I why would you do that? Because the Raiders were playing there, and I had to, I had to cover the game. I think with the Oof. wind chill, it was minus two. Oh no! See, that ain't cool. I got I got the craziest advice on how to deal with that from former Raiders and multiple team quarterbacks. Like gasoline or something like that. Yeah, Josh McCown said the way you deal with the cold is you put Vaseline all over your body to, co- to, to clog up your pores. I don't know why I've heard that, but I have heard that before. That's what Josh McCown told me to do. He was like, yeah, you, he said you got you to clog up your pores. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? It can't hurt to try. Did it work? I don't know. I had so much stuff on. I mean, I guess it didn't. It didn't. It didn't, you know, it didn't, didn't hurt. hurt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. That was yeah. By I was like people. I was like, man, I could not live here. Nah, you see, you see fans at the game with no shirt on. No, nah, they've lost their damn mind. Just yeah. like the people who thought the King season was over has lost their damn mind. It's J Street vibes. Kenny Caraway, ESPN thirteen twenty here in Sacramento. Jason Jones of the Athletic, and uh, yeah, man, people talking about the King season is over and they need to make deals. And, you know, this is the beginning of the demise. Settle down. Settle Why, down. Did you realize the team isn't as good when De'Aaron doesn't play? Well, there's that. There's that. De'Aaron came back today. Congratulations to him and his beautiful wife, Rise, uh, on the birth of their of their son. Um, and he came back. 140, 120. Kings beat the Rockets in Houston. First of two games. They don't play back-to-back per se. They're off on Tuesday, uh, but they play again on Wednesday. 140, 120, Kings win. Highlighted by Keegan Murray. He was not cold. He was on fire as he had 30 points on the night. Eight of 12 from beyond the arc for Keegan. It was a it was a game that was much needed for him. He needed to start hitting some threes. He was getting some open looks and just wasn't making them earlier. And uh, it was good to see him handling business and, and uh, getting busy. He must have some breakfast club this morning or something, you know, get his <laughs> mind right, you know. You know, maybe hit the turkey leg, uh, you know. I've never actually been there, but, you know, 
<laughs> you know, you know, it happens. You know, guys are gonna go up and down. You play eighty-two games, like I said, as one coach told me, if you play eighty games, eighty-two, if you're really good in sixty, <laughs> you're a pretty damn good player. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to look at it. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I don't get wrapped up in. Oh my God, he's had a bad four games. Mm. I was like, you play, you play a lot of games. You know, you're bound to have some games where you're not so good. Yeah. And now if you go through a month, I mean, wasn't my man Keegan rookie of the month in January? And uh, December and January. Yeah. My man <laughs> has like three. He, he opened up Black History Month with a few struggles. People was like, oh, we got to throw him out. It was over. <laughs> he, had five, he, he had five, six bad days. <laughs> throw him out. He's no and- good. And the, and, the, and the thing about it, Jason, is like, no, he wasn't playing good. Like, he had had a bad, like, three or four games. That, no doubt about it. Nobody's disputing that. But it was a situation where, in my opinion, he just wasn't hitting shots. Like, if he couldn't get open and couldn't get clean looks, then that's something to be concerned. Like, dang, maybe he don't have no legs or, you know, he's getting wide open looks. He's just bricking them. All it would take, in my opinion, was for him to start knocking down shots. And I'm not saying I knew he was going to get 30. But he's gonna have a he's gonna have a good game, man. He knocked down his threes, eight to twelve from beyond the arc. That's what this dude can do. Man, you know it happens. Like I said, it happens. You know it's he's gonna have some good games. He's gonna have some not so good games. It happens, and you no, know, hey, like I said I just think you, you you're gonna drive yourself crazy if you get up and down with every game. Right, you're gonna just drive yourself crazy, and there's no need to do that to yourself. Keegan's fine. You know, he's, you know, it's not, it's not like, oh my God, he had a bad week or so. We got to bench him or anything like that. Or, you know, he's going to hold them back. Hey, he'll be all right. I, I, I just can't get worked up over, you know, a, especially a rookie having some up and down stretches. It happens. Yeah. Uh, rookie season, man, these things happen. A couple of, couple of uh, things that uh, went down with Keegan Murray's big game tonight. He finishes with 30 points, eight three-pointers made. And when this is from Mark Spears, 30 points, eight three-pointers made tonight versus Houston. He sets the single-game franchise rookie record for three-pointers made, passing my boyhood auto. That's what Mark Spears would say. Um, and San Jose State men's basketball legend Ricky Berry, RIP to Ricky Berry. Uh, he did that on February 9th, 1989. So uh, Keegan breaking records right there. Um, He's also uh, the first, he had eight three-pointers tonight. He's the first rookie to have eight three-pointers in a game this season uh, in the NBA. So this guy, he's he's cooking. He had another stat. He's right up on bogey, you know, for for most threes by a rookie. I can look it up, you know, in King's history. I know he – when I saw the last tweet from King's PR, he was at he was like three behind Bogey. He's three behind Bogey. I forgot what the exact number is. I had it in front of me. I can't find it. Yeah, but he's and, three behind yeah, Bogey. Yeah, yeah. I think the the NBA record is like 184 or 187 from Donovan Mitchell. Um Keegan Murray's on pace for over 203 pointers right now. <laughs> he's about to have a historic rookie season. Uh, this year for the Kings, man, it's it's something I got to be honest with you. He he continues to like surprise me with how good he really is. Like I thought he was a good player coming out of college. I didn't think he was great. 
he gets into the summer league. Oh, he's a lot better than I thought. Well, you know, you know, things are going to change a little bit when the season starts or whatever the case may be. No, he's better than I realized there. Uh, he might slow down a little bit. No, he's actually getting better as the season goes along. <laughs> Judging by his two rookie of the months back to he's the he's the two time reigning rookie of the month winner in the NBA, man. He, he's having a heck of a of a rookie season. Yeah, I mean, if he wasn't if he wasn't that guy down in Orlando, he'd be getting a lot more talk about rookie of the year. And and here's the crazy thing about it, though, Jay. And I think it's I well, I take that back. I just realized something. I take it back. I was about to be like, well, Paolo is everybody's consensus rookie of the year, but this guy is back to back rookie of the month. But I forgot it's West Coast East Coast, so Paolo's probably been the Eastern Conference rookie of the month as well. He's he is the rookie of the year, Paolo Bancaro. But Keegan Murray is probably going to be first team all rookie, and yeah. that's that's a good look. Yeah, and, and he he's not in position really to get rookie of the year anyway. This is, you know, rookie of the year usually goes to a guy who's on a team that allows him to get a lot of shots up and put up some stats. He's not in that situation. The only guy who got away with not doing that was Malcolm Brogdon. That's just because I mean that was like just a down. <laughs> rookie year. I forgot. I forgot the. I, wasn't somebody hurt, or I forgot what it was. But yeah, I think that was it. Wasn't that the year? Uh, I think I, I want to say Joel Embiid. One of those Phillies, Philly uh, guys were were doing a red shirt year. Yeah, it was something. Yeah, it was something crazy. Ben Simmons or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, any other year, he's uh, he's you know, he'll still finish probably top three in voting. I I don't doubt that at all and mm-hmm. hey well like i said it's he's, he's he's off to a good start to his career i don't know what more people could want from him yeah i don't well, know either. I, yeah. I mean especially as a rookie like i want to see him um get better as his career goes on here's the crazy thing though jay and i'm not saying this is happening i'm not saying like i want it to happen but say he didn't get better for the rest of his career be a damn good NBA player. Sounds like 15 points a game right now. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> no funny. Three. Why I'm laughing at that is because if he stayed about where he is, people, I mean, the scouts who I talked to who were kind of down him, they were like, he's basically Harrison Barnes. And <laughs> if he played, you know, and I'm like, you look at it, that's not such a bad thing. No. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you know, a lot of teams can't don't draft an actual NBA starter sometime in the lottery. Mm-hmm. We've seen some teams, yeah, just whiff in the lottery. But yeah, yeah, Brogdon won it the year that Ben Simmons didn't play. Yeah. yeah. Here's here was your draft that year. Ben Simmons was one, didn't play. Brandon Ingram, Jalen mm. Brown. They ended up being okay. Oh, that was the Buddy Hill year. Yeah, Dragon Bender, Chris Dunn. Oh, Buddy I thought Hill, Chris Dunn was gonna be nice. Buddy Hill. I mean, you look at now. You had some decent players. You had Ben. You had uh, the all. You know, you had you know Buddy Hill, Jamal Murray. Wasn't Dejounte Murray in that one? Uh, I believe he was. Yes, he was because I remember that draft. I thought the Kings takes take uh, Dejounte at twenty eight. Mm. They took Scala BCA. Mm. Yeah, looking back, there was there was some. You know, that was the year they. They got, you know, the, the the Kings' big pickup was ended up being uh, bogey because the, pick, the guy yeah. they actually drafted didn't do anything. Papiannis, Malachi Richardson. Malachi Richardson. I had big hopes. LeBron gave him the cosign uh, on draft night. 
Yeah, but we 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 as we've seen in the past, some of LeBron's GM decisions, and you know, LeBron co-signed it didn't really work out the way we hoped it would. I mean, there's a couple of guys. He was like, "That dude gonna be the truth," and you like, still waiting. Yeah, Jamal Murray. I remember. I remember. I really wanted Jamal Murray coming out of that. But he. That was like a seven-player draft, and the Kings were eighth or something like that. Yeah, yeah tough break, tough break. But um, the Kings get the win in Houston. Uh, saw the return of De'Aaron Fox, so that was good to see him back out on the floor. Malik Monk had a good game. They put up 140, Jason. I forgot exactly what the number is, but I remember we put it at 114, and I think they're now at like 27-6 and six on the season when they score 114 or more. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah, but on yeah. Time. On fire against school. Does, does the one forty count if it comes against the Rockets? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Just, checking. Just checking. Absolutely. We go. We go put that one in, in the books for sure, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Rockets is going. That's a tough squad right there. That's a yeah. tough squad. Mm, mm, mm. And I don't mean that in a good way. Just Although Kevin um, Martin is a lot better player than I thought he would be. He he caught a body tonight. He did. He did. I like KJ Martin, man. He. And the Kings, I think the King, the Kings drafted him and traded yeah. his right, didn't they? Yeah, he's a, he's amongst many Kings players who were drafted and traded. You know, guys <laughs> like Gary Trent Jr. and yeah, they, they they've traded the rights to some halfway decent guys over the years. Yeah, well, we don't have to worry about that no more. All right, it's good times now. Uh, well, mostly good times. Well, we're going to take a break. When I come back, I want to talk about. Oh, Kings Twitter was losing their mind on, on Sunday after the Kings got beat down by the Pelicans. They they were losing their mind, and one guy in particular was catching the wrath from everybody. I, w- I want to ask you about this guy. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll get into that. Jason Jones of The Athletic, Kenny Carraway, ESPN 1320, here on J Street Vibes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Back here on J Street Vibes, my main man, Jason Jones, your main man, Kenny Carraway, here on the, uh, we're not on the ones and twos, we're not playing any songs, but you, you know, <laughs> uh, we're here giving, talking King's talk, all right, that's what we're doing right now. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, because Sunday, the Kings got beat down. I mean, they got backhanded by the New Orleans Pelicans, who had no Zion or Brandon Ingram or... Jonas Valanciunas. It was nasty. It was ugly. Now, the Kings didn't have De'Aaron Fox, but Sabonis was there. The rest of the starters were there. It was just a bad look. One of the things that happened was uh, Davion Mitchell started for the second time in a row in De'Aaron Fox's place. Then he had a second straight terrible game. Now, Sunday, 
nobody could have helped him, right? They, they could have brought back, you know, Michael, Magic, and Bird all rolled one. None got more flows than Young. They weren't going to help them. But you combine that with Friday's performance where he had three points against Indiana, and people was calling for Davion's head. I thought people were jumping out the window. I don't think Davion needs to be traded. I'm not here to say he's untouchable. Like, if the right deal comes along, sure. But the, the right deal is not um, Mason Plumley. Okay, or anybody like that. If you're trading Davion Mitchell, in my opinion, it's in like a trade package that allows you to get Kevin Durant, right? Like that's that's what what it is. Do you think that the Kings have a backup point guard problem? I wouldn't go that far. I mean, he's the backup. How far would you go? Uh, I think would you, they- would you like to see an upgrade at the backup point guard position. I think you can always look for an upgrade, but where are you going to find that? And the reality is, like we talked about, uh, was it last about a guy like Plumley? You're bringing in a guy who's going to play. I mean, the, with the minutes De'Aaron plays, the Davion is not going to be overexposed because he's only going to play. Say you get to a playoff scenario, he might play ten minutes in the playoffs in a game. Mm. I think people. I, I think he's you know. He's the backup for a reason. I don't think anyone thinks he's a like a franchise point guard right now. Mm-hmm. And you got to give a guy a little bit of grace in the sense that you know, hey, you don't think uh, Tyrese, you know, you don't think Indiana wanted to give the King some work. Hmm. You don't think Tyrese, you know, a guy like Buddy might have been a little bit motivated. Right. And you have bad games. Bad I game. mean, it happens. It had. I mean, I can't. I don't see that as there uh, all of a sudden a huge hole because even if Davion's struggling, you know, you can still use Malik. You got Malik Monk on the bench. You got TD. You mm-hmm. got guys you can go to. So I don't think it's that. I mean, obviously you want to upgrade any position you can upgrade, but I mean, what's Davion in his second season? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's still a second year player. You know he's still you know he's a, he's a you know he's a good defender but he's he's, a, he's still a smallest guy you know smallest guard mm. and I think everyone I had talked to before the draft they loved his work after they loved all that but no one was like you know what that guy right there that's a superstar right there that's Bull Tripper yeah I, I wasn't you know they weren't you know and I think a lot of times you get caught up in where a guy got drafted mm. and not looking who who he is what is Davion he's a He's an off-the-bench guard who can affect the game defensively and has the ability to have some good offensive nights. But you wouldn't call him Lou Williams on offense. Mm-hmm. So I just think there's like this cry to make a guy, a per- you know, like he should step in and be De'Aaron. He's not De'Aaron. And when he played well last season when De'Aaron was out, forget, he had a stretch of games. Mm-hmm. This is a two-game sample. Right. And in one of the games, everybody stunk. Right. So I I, I can't I can't go all the way to they have a backup point guard problem because of course there's a drop off in De'Aaron's out. Right. I mean, yeah. And 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 here's the other part of that. If De'Aaron's not playing and Davion's starting, that means you're going to the backup of Davion. You know, it's gonna affect everything. Yeah, throws everybody off, man. I, I thought they look, Davion did not play well in those two games. There's no dispute in that. But like you, I didn't think there was a backup point guard problem. I mean, Davion Mitchell, he 
I don't want to say he can give you nothing on the offensive end and it'll be okay. Cause that I don't I don't necessarily believe that. I want to see him do a little bit more on on offense. But this guy, we throw around the word elite or whatever the case may be. He's an elite on-ball defender. He is one of the top on-ball defenders in this league already. And if he's able to bring that type of skill as your backup point guard, that's almost enough. When, when you have a when you have a backup point guard who can give you a skill that a handful of guys in the league can give you. I don't care if it's shooting. I don't care if it's defense, if it's passing. Like if you're getting that from a backup guard, no, you you you're fine with that. You look maybe maybe in the summer you look to upgrade that. You don't trade this guy right now in the middle of the season for and some of it and bless his heart because look, I, I I like what I've seen from him in the summer and you know it could be a solid player, but you don't trade him to be like well. Did you see what Keon Ellis did at the end of that Pelicans game? We could give him Davion's minutes. Settle down, guys. And you know what's crazy? If Davion went out there and shot the ball 20-something times, people would lose their minds. What are you doing? You're not De'Aaron. <laughs> and then you get mad at him for not being De'Aaron. I give him credit for knowing who he is as a player. Yeah. And, hey, I like I said, it's just, it's almost like – Every season, the fans pick the guy they're going to pick on, mm. and just pick on his game all year. I mean, we, we you know we're we're a year removed from Buddy, so someone's got to got to bear that brunt of was that guy what, and Buddy. What's wrong with him? He deserved it. Buddy deserved it. Man, every every Man, Chavano promised me a uh, uh, seasoned Burger King in the Bahamas. He said he said their Burger King has seasoned it. <laughs> He, so, deserves, he deserves to be unmercifully booed every time he comes back to the Golden One. You leave my, you leave my buddy healed is my friend. I like, I like. Your the friend vibe. deserves to be booed. Oh for well, yeah. Then again, I think about it. Some of the guys I like get booed. Like I was cool with Spencer Halls in Sacramento. Yeah. He'll get booed forever. Don't tell nobody that. I was cool with Spencer. He's a wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah, who? Yeah, he, he probably I, he probably likes everything Vince does. Everything. My, it was myself, Spencer, and John Brockman. We would discuss pro wrestling. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Spencer and Jim Cosmore, but that's I guess that's a whole nother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Elston Turner's a wrestling fan, too. Now, I'd like to talk to Merkin with Elston Turner. And Tyrese Halliburton. Man, see, that's the Kings probably get rid of all the wrestling fans. Yeah, I don't think they have anybody who likes wrestling right now. Not like that. Tyrese was at SummerSlam front row. He was. He was. Yeah. Well, and now, you know. and now what do you got? See, you get somebody at the WWE event, things, you know. Man, they barely come to Sacramento. They need to, they need to show more love. They was out there last year. I went, no, was it 2021? It was, it was like, they did a Raw last year. They, they, did, a, they did a SmackDown last year. Uh, SmackDown, like a, 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 a Saturday night when I went to it. Uh, maybe Kevin Herter yeah. will go. Yeah, I, I, go, I, go, I get it at least once a year. Get, oh no, I, that's what happened. No, they gave us a house show this year. Yeah, that, that ain't that's not okay. That's the year before you got Monday Night Raw on my birthday. I, that's why I remember. You getting Raw SmackDown all the time. Raw SmackDown or pay per view. Period. We are not a house show town. Give that to Fresno. Hey, if Oakland can get a house show, Sacramento can get a house show. Man, they did Oakland dirty. Even the house shows. Even even the uh, even the TV shows and left Oakland and went to Chase Center. That's just 
That's dirty, bro. That's dirty. <laughs> well, we got off track. Uh, Davion Mitchell. No, Davion is fine. Like, I like I want him to play better, so I don't want to say he's 100% fine. But his job is to come in there, give De'Aaron a break, mm-hmm. um, and, and be a defensive stalwart. He's the best defender on the team. And I mentioned it on the show, uh, Jason. There's been at least a handful of times people talking about, you know, Davion and what he did this weekend. There's a handful of times when we've come on this show, you've come on D'Lo and KC, people have talked about it on Twitter, and they'd be like, man, if it wasn't for Davion's defense tonight, you know, I don't know if we would have won that game. You know, the defense he played on Donovan Mitchell after the Cavs game, the the, the one at the Golden One Center, the way he played against Bones Highland uh, when they came back from 20 or whatever to beat Denver. He was the defensive stalwart. Yeah. Uh, he had a big game in Charlotte when De'Aaron Fox went out with injury. So there, uh, people are acting like it's all bad and like Davion Mitchell hasn't had moments where he's been part of the reason, if not the biggest reason, why they won these games. It's two games, man. Let and him his get here. People forget he played almost 28 minutes a game as a rookie. He's playing like 10 less minutes a game. Mm. And I don't care. I mean, I know folks don't want to hear it. You hear stay ready. You got to be ready. But I'm gonna run this, I'm gonna run his minutes down tonight against the Rockets, 17 minutes. Mm. Uh at New Orleans 29, Indiana 22. Then he was at 10. 12, 18, 18, 12, 12, 11. Mm. No guy is going that th- those are backup. We're you're not going to get into a shooting rhythm numbers. Mm-hmm. You're just not. Like mm-hmm. I said, he, I think people got spoiled by guys like Lou Will and Jamal Crawford who could roll out of bed, you know, or roll out the off the bench and just start putting in buckets. Right. And that's, that's not even his that's... game, it's not his job. Right. You know, it, and it's I, I just think it's 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 just crazy. I'm like, of all the guys you want to, if you, if you were at the point where you're blaming Davion Mitchell for stuff, someone's gone off the rail. Besides things, I mean, you got way more problems. I mean, when you start going to the problem is Davion Mitchell, that means a lot of things are going wrong. <laughs> because no, I'm not gonna let people put everything on Davion Mitchell. And look, the the thing about it, the argument behind it is well. If something happens to Fox, I don't think Davion can can handle. Yeah, no shit. If something happens to Fox, the Kings are in trouble. Yes, it's been yeah. that way for a few years. Yeah, if something <laughs> happens, like, like that's like the craziest argument. Well, if something happens to our one of our top two players, <laughs> we're not going to be as good. I'll be damned. Yes. Phoenix, wow. something happened to Devin Booker and Phoenix wasn't as good. Something yeah. happened to Zion Williamson and the Pelicans weren't as good. Yes, yes, that's – Are you going to tell me that if a team loses its best player, they may not play as well? Give me a break. <laughs> that's not Davion's fault. No. Yeah. Teams aren't – this is not like the NFL and you have a too deep. Like, well, you know, like I, I don't understand some of this rationale. Like, like I said, if you're, if, if the, if you're looking at Davion Mitchell – Way more has gone wrong because you're not losing a game just because of Davion Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And you know, leave Davion alone. I mean, leave him alone. Moral of the story is leave Davion Mitchell alone. He's don't fine. worry, somebody will call us. And, you know, you guys are protecting him. You know, you had to call him out. I'm like, I'm not gonna act like a guy playing 12 minutes in a game. <laughs> and the, and the crazy thing about it, Jason, is 
call him out. I mean, we've all said, hey, what he did over the weekend, he's got to be better. Like, th- those aren't good games. Like, nobody, nobody's saying, like, no, you guys just don't understand basketball. He he was really hooping. Y'all didn't really see. No, nobody's saying. I'm not going to get on here and pull, like, what, my, uh, what, what, what the Raiders did with Chandler Jones. You don't understand. <laughs> he's really a great run defender this year. <laughs> no, maybe has got to be better. You don't understand. You see how you see him dropping the pick and roll. You, <laughs> right. you, you see that drop coverage. You see the way he blitzed that. No one wants to hear that. I get I get all that. And he's good. He's good defensively. He's mm-hmm. his shooting is actually better this season. Mm-hmm. He's not playing mm-hmm. as much. Yeah. And guys who don't play a lot are going to be up and down. It just is what it is. Right. I mean, there's a re, you know, guys who play a lot of minutes are up and down. Malik Monk is up and down. Kevin mm-hmm. Herter is up and down. Mm-hmm. There's only like two people that are the same. On this team, yeah, Fox <laughs> and Sabonis. Everybody else goes through their ups and downs. I mean, and- Harrison has been uh, Harrison Barnes has been the guy you're mad at, and the other time Harrison Barnes looks like you know the second coming of like Paul George, <laughs> right. you know, or or he's like it's like you got Kawhi, you know. Sometimes Keegan and, and Harrison are Kawhi <laughs> and Paul George. Other times they're Harrison and Keegan. <laughs> and then you know it's I, and that's not a diss. I'm just saying. You got two guys who you hinge your hopes on with this team. Hmm. Blame it, you know what? And those two guys understand this. If if this season went down the damn toilet in the next two or three months, who are they gonna blame? They're not, not blaming not Mitchell. Like no. damn, we're now we're now in the play-in game because of not blaming Davion. No, they're blaming either if, if that happens, either something happened to Fox or Sabonis. It's pretty simple. Right. And, and if they're both behold, still there, they ain't blaming Davion Mitchell. Yeah. And lo and behold, the team isn't as good when De'Aaron doesn't play. I, I, I just don't understand why that happened. I just it's don't crazy. Know. Crazy. You know, Davion needs to be more like Cam Thomas. <laughs> just don't play and then get in the game and drop. I think he had 44 the other day, 47 tonight. Needs to be more like Cam Thomas. He's like, yeah, he so what you're saying is Davion's like trade De'Aaron to Dallas. <laughs> if I can get, I, I can get, I can get, I can get my look, get my, get my shots up. Now it's my time to shine. Like I said, moral of the story: y'all leave Davion alone, man. I think Davion is gonna uh, be very impactful in a positive way for this team the rest of the way, man. So we'll we'll check that out. Um, one more segment. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little NBA in general and how some of the things that have gone on in the NBA are affecting the Kings, man. We'll get into that. It's Kenny Caraway, Jason Jones. J Street Vibes. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. J Street vibes, you know the vibes, man. We back at it again. Um, before we get out of here, Jay, I wanted to touch on this Kyrie Irving the Dallas situation. First of all, let's be perfectly clear. I was clear on the radio show. Let me be perfectly clear here on J Street vibes. I hate the Dallas Mavericks. I always have, and I probably always will. What they ever do to you? 
Uh, I didn't like the way they were. They were getting a little chesty and a little boisterous back in the early 2000s when they, you know, thought they could run. They thought they could run with the Kings, and the Kings would smack them up. And then Weber uh, tears his ACL, and and they they acting like they did something. No, he was gonna smack them. I, I ain't liked them ever since then, man. So I don't like the <laughs> Dallas. Memphis. I don't like them. So I hate that my man Kyrie. Uh, I really, really enjoy watching Kyrie Irving play basketball. This is now the second time. I'm sorry, Jesse. This is the second time Kyrie has been with a team that I don't like to see him on. Boston was one, and now Dallas. And then it's probably going to be even worse because next year he's going to be on the Lakers. So I'm not happy about any of this. Just wanted to state that. Okay, well, well, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, you know, you read what Mark Stein and some others have you know, said, they weren't letting him go to the Lakers. No, no, they weren't They're letting like, him go. You know, we'll trade you, but we're not going to trade you where you want to go. I don't have a problem with that. Like, I I would do that more if I was a GM or I was an owner. Like, you know, I felt like they probably felt a little burned by Kyrie. And, you know, all right, well, like, we'll we'll trade you, but this ain't the Kyrie show. You're going to go where where I see fit. Maybe that's a little – owner mentality i i can understand what that's said but no like you you spurned me i'm not gonna let you go to la where you want to go that's not how this works yeah and it's really to me more of a desperation move by dallas they're just trying to make something happen yeah so let me ask you so dallas kings like do you think that this was a good thing for the kings for him to go to dallas and not the clippers or the suns or the lakers or is this dangerous because now Dallas, I'm pretty sure they're trying to recreate what they did last year in the Western Conference Finals, even though I thought that was a fluke. There's no way they should have beat uh, Phoenix in that, in that semifinal. But that's neither here nor there. They did it. Are they trying to recreate that uh, magic that they had last year with Kyrie playing the role of Jalen Brunson? Is that something that the Kings should be concerned about this year? I don't know. It's because I don't – I mean, Kyrie's such a wild card, mm. you know, Will he be happy in Dallas? Will he need some time off? I mean, I mean, and the people talk about him, you know, not wanting to play. He gets he's he's gotten hurt quite a bit in his career. Mm-hmm. And the issue. I think I think he basically he missed about half of the games he was eligible to play with in Brooklyn. Mm. I mean, making that that Kyrie KD thing one of the biggest flops <laughs> in NBA history. They, 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 didn't even, they even won a playoff series. They won one playoff series. I mean, that's crazy. In the series they won, Kyrie didn't even play. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I think I, I'm not sure how that meshes r- immediately. Because, I mean, obviously, if you're talking about Kyrie or over in Jalen Brunson, Kyrie's a better player. Mm. But, I don't know how Jalen, not and not I mean not Jalen Kyrie and Luca's style is going to mesh. You know, Luca is deliberate, bring the ball up, probe, wait for the screen type guy. I I kind of see Kyrie as a guy who's going to want to go faster. Mm. He's going to want to like give me the ball too, mm-hmm. and he's not like a complimentary guy like Brunson was. Kyrie's mm-hmm. a bona fide Hall of Fame player. Mm-hmm. You can't treat him like he's just a second fiddle guy. Hmm. He's a guy late in the game who's like, give me the rock, which may help them down the which may 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 pay off for them. And, and hmm. because plus you kept him off the Lakers. Because hmm. if the Lakers got him, 
the Lakers are going to be in the top of whatever, 10, 9, or whatever. They're going to move up. Mm-hmm. And then someone's going to have to deal with a, a Kyrie, AD, LeBron trio. No one mm-hmm. wanted to deal with that. You'd rather you'd rather go against, you know, Kyrie, you know, LeBron, AD, and Dennis Schroeder, you know, keep mm-hmm. them at 11, 12. But I don't think that, I don't think, I don't think this makes Dallas better than the Kings, but it makes Dallas potentially very dangerous. You know, in two or three months, depending on how they make this thing work. But it seemed like Kyrie was going to be in the West one way or another. So one way or another. One thing that I think about with this, I see, like I said, Dallas trying to recreate what they had last playoffs with Jalen Brunson. Kyrie Kyrie Irving is a better version of Jalen Brunson. But last year when they did this, they had Finney Smith as a three and D guy. Mm-hmm. They were playing Reggie Bullock, and they also had Spencer Dinwiddie coming off the bench doing what he did. It was one of the reasons why they were able to beat um, Utah and bring Rudy Gobert out with the mismatches and things of that nature. You get Kyrie, but obviously you give up Finney Smith and Dinwiddie in the deal, and Reggie Bullock has been in and out of the lineup. Christian Wood is now your power forward, but, I mean, this team – they 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 had enough on the defensive end last year to be able to make that run. I don't know if they have enough on the defensive end now, losing Kenny, uh, Finney Smith and Reggie Bullock, whatever's going on with him. I don't know. You, you, you replaced Brunson and essentially Bullock with more offense, which is cool, but, I mean, how are you going to get stops? Does anybody care about getting stops? I guess not. I mean – that's the reason why they're not a championship team. That's the reason why in the West it's so wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, I see a bunch of teams in the West who don't care about playing defense. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you might as well load up on guys who can score. Yeah. The only thing I think people forget, too, about last year's run was that what got Jalen going was that Luka didn't – remember, Luka was hurt to start the playoff. That's right. That's right. And so, Jalen got rolling. Mm-hmm. And then Luka comes back. And Jalen was still playing well, but he wasn't putting up them 30-point games anymore. Right. And I just really – I'm really curious to see how this thing – how they how they make that thing mesh, you know? And because, you know, the way the West is, if they stumble for a couple of weeks with this, they could be seventh or eighth, you know, by the time we get to March. Yeah. I've always said with Luka, an unbelievable talent. But – is his game conducive to playing? Like the people are, oh, they got to get Lucas some help. They got to get him some stars next to him. Is his game conducive to playing with another star? I don't know if we know. I People can say what they want about Porzingis. That didn't work. Porzingis is playing well in Washington. Like he's he's playing well. They give him the ball. He's able to, to be productive. He was productive with the Knicks before. Only time he was looking iffy was when he had to share the time with Luca. And Luca didn't really want to share the ball, it seemed like. So is yeah. Luca's game conducive with playing with another superstar player? We'll find yeah, out with the Kyrie situation. You're not going to park Kyrie in the corner and make him a spot-up guy. No. And I think with something um, I've heard coaches tell me about guy, when you're playing with a guy like a Luca or a LeBron, people think it's easy. Just stand there, catch and shoot. That's not easy. Mm. Because the amount of pressure on you when you don't make the shot no one will say, well, you know what, Luca, you should have moved the ball sooner, cut, whatever. They're going to say, man, Luca set you up and you missed. Mm. He's not going to get any blame. Yeah. 
And I, I, but I think with a guy like Jay Kidd on the bench, maybe, you know, he can figure something out. Jason Kidd played in a two point guard lineup, you know, part of his career. Mm-hmm. He played in the same backcourt with Kevin Johnson. Mm-hmm. So maybe he has some things he can do to make that thing work. But I just, I just really wonder just, yeah, you know, where their season is not gone how they, any, how any of them thought it would go. I mean, they signed JaVale McGee, and JaVale McGee doesn't play. Man, Kings need to get JaVale McGee. So he cannot play, too, in, in Sacramento? He might play if Metsu don't pick it up. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't want that contract. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, a lot of, you know, yeah, you don't want that. But, I, yeah, I just, it's going to be, the West is going to be weird. Yeah. Because I, I think I could I, I could see in a month it could look completely different. Yeah. I mean, Devin Booker came back. Jason, that, you know. Don't say it. I'm not gonna allow you to say it. Don't say Kings can have a bad week and they can go from third to tenth. We've been I, saying that for two months. It hasn't happened. It's not I, gonna happen. They might go to six if they have a bad week. Matter of fact, they've had like three bad weeks in this span since we've been saying that. They're still in the top six. It's not happening this month. It happened in New Orleans. They went from sugar two bad weeks. They, they, <laughs> they had like two and a half bad weeks. They went from right. sugar to shit. <laughs> they had a bad month. Now yeah, you, they, can they, from, kind of, you can go from three to ten if you have a bad month. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. That, that wasn't what I was going to say though. Anyway, I'm just saying. I'm I just, forgot what I was going to say. I wasn't going to say that, but I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, man. But, um, but hey, you know, I won't. I won't put that out there. You know, we'll just. You know. Because last week on the show, I think I said I would wear a Kings hat that got two All Stars, so they didn't. So I'm not gonna Ooh. say that. Is uh, the All Star replacement count? Uh, that, that uh, yeah, that's passed. I mean, it, it counts, but I'm not gonna. Uh, I needed that that fresh announcement. Yeah, now we gonna talk about that next week, man. We our next show, we gotta talk about that, man, because there's that. I'm gonna just line it up right now. We gotta talk about the All Star situation and. We got to talk about John Morant. I got to know what you know, what you got to say about John Morant. Matter of fact, I'm going to just give you guys a little quick. Listen to Elon Casey. Um, the pref- the professor, Jason Jones, is going to be on there. I guarantee you we're going to talk about John Morant on that one. Mm. Yeah, we got to talk about We got to talk about John. We're going to get into that, man. But, um, yeah, yeah, man. That's all the time we have for this episode. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. Well, we're recording on Wednesday. You guys will hear it on Thursday. Uh, I would say we're going to go live, but I got a lot going on on Wednesday. I don't know if that'll work. Um, but we'll be back after the Kings and Rockets. We'll talk about that game. Um, we'll talk about De'Aaron Fox, his all-star situation now. Looks like looks like he's probably going to get in. He should get in, but we'll we'll discuss all that. There might be two we'll spots open, so. Yeah, we'll talk about how all that goes. With, Aaron, with the Ant, Ant-Man and Aaron Gordon, people will fry it. But. Yeah, well, Ant-Man should get one, De'Aaron should get the other. It's all good. It's all good. Zion said he's gonna try and get back. He wants to play a little bit in the all-star game. Zion, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I'm the Pelican. I say, man, you sit your ass down somewhere. You trying to play. Sit down, sir. You go out there and get hurt again in the all-star game. We have a fit. Yeah. Sit, sit, sit down, Zion. So we'll get into all that, man. Um, Jason, what you got? What you got cooking, man? You got anything cooking up right now? Uh Couple of things got a possible Super Bowl, not Super Bowl story, you know, an NFL story. Oh, Super Bowl, so trash. Oh, no, it's not. It's a good game. Two best teams in football. This is a basketball podcast. We're not here to talk about football. Okay, well, I'm going to be writing about football. 
<laughs> and actually, actually writing about a former Seahawk. So even better. Yeah. You know, got some work. basketball I'm working on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Casey's uh, uh no Casey's corner is not what we're talking about. We're talking <laughs> a whole another genre right there. We're talking about D-Lo and Casey. Man. Off the rails for real now. We don't know where we're headed. <laughs> D-Lo and KC, man, on ESPN 1320, Monday through Friday, noon to 4, myself, my main man, Damian Barling, and on Tuesdays, the professor, Jason Jones. What are you teaching the class again? When's that happening? Uh, Not this semester, so maybe next semester. Oh, okay. They didn't want sports writing back every year, so I got to wait. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, you need to be teaching some of these people. This is getting crazy. It's getting crazy out here with sports writing. It's getting crazy. Man, I, I, I'm I'm just chilling. I'm chilling, staying <laughs> off Twitter. I hear you, man. This is Jason Jones. This is Kenny Caraway. J Street Vibes. We up out of here. Peace.